Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, boy toys, lady loves, and agendered significant others? This is Billy Proceda, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, hi, and hello, everybody. How you doing? This is your host, comedian Billy Presida, and this is the podcast where every week I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, love, and gender. However, this week's guest is uh, is uh, not one of my former flames. It's actually a very special guest. We've got comedian Caitlin Bailey here today. What a treat it was to talk to Caitlin. I'm very excited to tell you more about her. But first, I need to tell you about this great show I'm doing. Uh, if you live in, in New York City or in the greater New York area, this is the show to come out to. Trust me. Uh, June 26th, I'm performing at New York Comedy Club on a show called Paid or Pain. The premise of the show is all the comedians do their sets on stage next to a professional dominatrix. And then the audience decides whether the comedian gets paid money or takes a punishment from the dom. So if you've ever wanted to see the horror get whipped, smacked, paddled, slapped around, this is, this is probably your best shot to see that. So I highly encourage you to come out. You can get tickets if there are any left over at NewYorkComedyClub.com. So uh, as I record this, I am, I am now freshly back from Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky was good. Louisville, to debrief, was, was excellent. I had a blast while I was out there. I did five shows over at the Laughing Derby on the Midwest Fest. I did not win or anything, but man, did I have a good time. Got to tell some jokes to some Midwest folk. And I, and I want to give a very special shout out and a very, a very big thank you to a few lovely ladies who drove all the way down from Bloomington, Indiana to come see, uh, to come see one of the shows over in Louisville. So we all uh, went out afterwards. We had some fun, had drinks. I may or may not have been responsible for some of them getting laid. Um, I may or may not have paired them off with some comedians. Had a lot of fun. Loved that brunch. So uh, thanks for coming out to the show. Made my uh, my my stay in Kentucky that much sweeter. Because let me tell you, I, I was missing New York a lot. I got the closest thing I could get to like feeling at home. To be honest with you, uh, <laughs> was was a gay bar in Louisville. <laughs> I was going around the bars and I was not fitting in. I mean, I'm at this one bar. I'm sitting next to this like Canadian Christian amalgamation, and she's like, "Tell me why I can't make jokes about the Bible." And eventually, I gotta leave. I'm I'm walking down. I pop into a gay bar, and after in ten minutes, uh, the this guy I'm one of this guy in the group I'm just chatting with is going like, "I'd really like to suck your cock," and I'm like, "Oh, finally, I feel like I'm back in New York. <laughs> it feels like home again." So apparently, yeah, apparently a, a gay bar in Louisville is the closest I could get to a New York bar. <laughs> Who'd have thought? So I'm happy to be back in New York City. Happy to be around, uh, happy to be back around the healthy pessimism and gun control. Pretty, pretty sweet. But for now, we got Caitlin Bailey. Holy shit. Uh, I did a podcast with Caitlin, uh, I don't know, sometime last year. I had, I had heard her name, never met her. And then we do this podcast together. And I learned, oh, we were quite like-minded people. Um, both uh, our views on women, on sexuality, on sex parties. Uh, and also she was a escort in high school when she was 17. 
And we're going to hear a whole shit ton about that. It's fucking fascinating. So I'm really excited to share her with you all. Let's go listen to me with Caitlin. I can't overstate how deeply I empathize with that worldview. I hide money from myself. Oh, I can't hide it because I, I can't do the double think where I'm faking. Oh, no. I can't do you, the second part where I forget that I forgot. So I'm I'm like a compulsive saver. Okay. Like, so like I'll... I'll get a check for two thousand dollars in my or whatever. She gets checks for two thousand dollars occasionally. I mean, I you know, couple of jobs and stuff, but sure. like, so I, I'll get a check for two thousand dollars, and in my head, I think it's only going to cost me five hundred dollars mm-hmm. over the course of the next month to live. I think that like that's my incredibly optimistic budget for myself. So then I will take fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> And put it in a Roth IRA that I can't touch again until I'm 72. And then four or five days later, I'm like, oh my God, I'm out of money. And then I'm in emergency mode and just racking up credit card debt. It's the, it's Ooh. not a good strategy. Well, but my Roth IRA is killing it. I have so much in savings that I can't touch for 50 years. When did you start that? When I was in high school, when I started escorting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. all you knew a lot of the adult stuff. I well, that's what happens when you fuck attorneys. <laughs> like that's, you learn, <laughs> they they talk about things like that. It's very weird. He rolls off of you, and and he's just like, you Are know, you saving sh- your money. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't want to like overstep my client boundaries, but I really nobody advise. says the word boundaries in <laughs> two thousand five. That is a new word. <laughs> that's a new word. I think it's a new word. I mean, it's not really a new word. Like it's you know. The boundary, but I feel like people, like lay people, tossing around, like he violated my boundaries. It's like a new thing that we're saying to each other because they finally read like a Jezebel article. That Basically, used yeah, it yeah, and, yeah. In the in the age of blogging, we're just throwing right. around pop psychology. Yeah, just throwing around. Like, oh, it's Polly, right? No, yeah, mm-hmm. just yeah. sounds because Polly sounds cuter than like fucking a bunch of people. Well, fucking a bunch of people. I mean, I guess if you hyphenated it, F A B P. Fab. Fab. <laughs> it's not as cute anymore. Yeah. Bunch of people. So it's F Fab Bop Pop Fab Bop Fab Bop. It's I'm a Fab Bop. <laughs> sure. I, mean, I I don't get defensive about it because I'm not that's not like my world, but I just feel like it's people like trying to grab on these terms that are further away from just being slutty rather than just being like, Yeah, I'm kinda slutty. Like they're yeah. trying to find a softer I, I mean, I was just reading in this book that we both read, actually. Right. That playing like, the whore, playing the whore uh, by Mary something, right? Yeah, you know, Melissa Gira Grant. Gira Mel- Grant. Yeah, Melissa Gira Grant. Who's? It's an excellent book. Mm-hmm. I can't recommend it strongly enough. But she says that part of the problem with like the anti slut shaming movement is that it's uh, it's still an anti whore movement. It's like if sluts are the other, then whores are like the other other. Mm. And that really all women suffer from whore shaming because if that's like a possibility of things that you can label a woman with, like all women are sort of guilty of like some whorish behavior. Even women who are keeping their value up by remaining chaste are buying into this idea that women are like worth something. It's it's a weird... Anyway... I love this book. It's it's a little bit of a mind fuck, but I, I like it a lot. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, no, that fab, was great. Fab Bob. We're we talking, uh, we talking poly stuff. Oh, people. That's the, the that's the point I wanted to make is that I this is not unique to this time and this generation. I mm-hmm. feel like as a species, we just love labeling shit. Like it's it, you know we've with the with the gender thing, like we're sort of blowing that up, but we still really want to label people that don't fit into the male female, like. Fair. They have to pick a different label, like, but mm. we just can't. 
we can't not have a label. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm reading right now about like the whole, um, the whole like gay being culturally gay, and then uh, like being culturally Jewish, kind of, kind of like or like being like I am, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm a homosexual man, but like I'm not gay. <laughs> I'm just like, it's like I don't like the theater or eat kale, right? Like, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Like, so being like kind of like a mask bro or I'm something. Not a cunt about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and then going even as far back, it's like a hundred years ago when you had like different terms like dandies and mm-hmm. things like that. Versus um, other dude, like a regular dude before gay was even like a thing. Yeah. You know? So like, yeah, a lot of labels. People love labels. I'm like, I don't know, dude, just do your thing. Yeah, it's weird. It's like when when gay culture became more socially acceptable, all of a sudden we got bears. I mean, bears have always been a thing. Sure. But it's like those guys used to be just passing. You know what they did <laughs> is they rebranded. They rebranded. And it's way cooler now to be a bear. Bears, than, Twinkies. Yeah. Twink, wait, is that? Twinks, yeah. Twinks. twinks. Is it Twinkies? Twinkies are, make me hungry. Twinks. There we go. Yeah. Twinks. Bottoms. Today on Race Wars, we were talking about bronze bottoms, which bronze bottoms, very well, specific bronze bottoms. It's we. It wasn't. It wasn't a gay thing. I think Kurt was talking about like maybe a sunscreen brand or something. And so like, but I in, immediately in my head, I was just thinking of like a gay dude getting pounded and using like suntan oil as lube. Like that's just the first visual that that was like the subculture within yeah gay stuff. And where I was like, oh yeah, totally. I mean, do you <laughs> like no no judgment? I just thought that's what it was. Right, right. So we're well, getting so specific with our labels. Yeah, I feel um, I feel weird that I'm in the bed. So we're like in a in a yeah. Bed. We're yeah. I don't have a living room. You're just in my bed. Not not the first time I've I've uh, platonically done a podcast in a bed. Um, but Good. I've, well, I've, stop being so fucking weird about it then. Um, no, but on the labels thing, I've gotten I don't get a lot of flack, but I've gotten a, a pinch from time to time on the Twitter about like the man whore part of it um oh, because yeah, like someone's like you can't why are you using whore pejoratively <laughs> or like why are you you can't appropriate the term whore for yourself i was like one appropriate. i, I, oh, I was i was called a man whore many times before i embraced it yeah you didn't give yourself that label it was given to you by a woman <laughs> actually yeah yeah by all the women who were like your sexual history intimidates me so we can't date i'd be like son of a bitch oh my god that's my Again. story yeah well <laughs> that why, that's why all my friends are usually chicks um yeah <laughs> slutty chicks well yeah that's i mean that's helpful but it's <laughs> is that your fetish slutty chicks yeah i mean i prefer yeah i prefer women who like sex so if that's so be it then fine <laughs> look not all women that like sex participate in it some of them live in the country like i don't i don't know what the, it's, i don't know i don't know i don't if you're a woman and you like sex i don't know i don't know what the barriers are on that um, on that almost dead end uh i'm i'm with i'm with comedian <laughs> oh you have oh fuck you haven't introduced me yet i'm sorry i've been talking this whole time no, like i run this i gave you a microphone. I'm, I am sh- no, no. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> in the intro, I'm going to record weeks from now. I'm sure I gave you a stellar uh, intro. So oh, great! It's fabulous. Fine. Are you good. sure? Do you want me to? I'll what are you going to say? I'll write down. Do a really good intro. Because well, what do you think my credits are? <laughs> Naked show. Um, okay. The only the finest of orgies in Manhattan. Um, Fact, not a credit, but yes, you're <laughs> right. I'm a huge snob about the orgy site. <laughs> Right, right, and uh, uh, race wars, race on, wars podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, any other credits? I didn't do good research. Clearly, yeah. I mean, you're a massive failure. I would probably <laughs> say the biggest thing that you left out is that I do the pink collar comedy tour, and that's ah, kind of a big deal. Okay, I mean, like, you know, Boston Globe, big deal. 
And then I, I mean, if we're pl- if if you're gonna let me plug things, I want to plug Go things. For it. I uh, the second Saturday of every month, mm-hmm. I produce the a great comedy show with Allison Klemp called "I'm Fine Probably," mm-hmm. and I'm working on my first one woman show called "Contagious." Yes, which you are. opens in July. Yeah, we're uh, gonna we're gonna hear a lot about that. I'm so excited, and I will wait for your insightful <laughs> and well researched questions about them. Yeah, at a very very scientific moment in, I will uh, I will bring it up. I'm Crit- sure, science <laughs> because science. This is podcasting. This is a very serious art form. Okay, Go eat this all is, the dicks. <laughs> <laughs> You're on my bed. Well, speaking. <laughs> well, I, I, I've I've actually had you on my little fun spreadsheet of w- people I haven't hooked up with um, for quite some time at this point. Let's back up. So you have a spreadsheet of people you haven't hooked up with. I assume In addition- <laughs> I can only assume that you also have a spreadsheet of people that you've hooked up with. How many spreadsheets about people do you have, Billy? How hard is it for you to like interact with three? People? Uh, you have well, three it's very, different it's very podcasts. hard. <laughs> Very hard for me to interact <laughs> with people. Um, no, well, there's always been a list of like the women because it started like almost adorable. A list of the women? You're about to have a, a, a Romney moment of binders full of women. <laughs> like that's you're this close. Nah, it didn't didn't print it out. I mean, that's how it, it started off because like women wouldn't. It actually started off as a list of like the first kiss and then all the crushes I had and then the crushes that shut me down. I kept a similar document for a long right. time. Um, and then. And then I stopped. <laughs> I couldn't. I don't, rem- I don't remember why, but I think it's because I couldn't remember the password to the document, and I just gave up. <laughs> that's ex- yeah. That's exactly what happened. You locked it. I got you. Gotta, yeah, I locked it. After this, you have to show me how to do such a thing. Oh, I have no idea. My best friend did it for me, which is why I can't remember the password. It's a very embarrassing document on my computer. So like, so the reason there's a spreadsheet is because like there was a list that I started because I was just a sad high schooler and who no girl would talk to. And then, like, when girls slowly started talking to me, I would start, like, I got to kiss a girl, like, every two years. And then it would go on the list. And then then college happened. And, and then I just never stopped. Like, out of, I almost, like, kept it up out of habit. So Your list? The Yeah. Okay. So. Do you ever find yourself at an orgy and you just want to go back and, like, hug your 15-year-old self and let him know that things are going to be fine? There's like plenty really, of pussy in your future. I really do. Right? I really want to be like, no, man, it's all these guys who call you a faggot, you have way more sex than them. I promise. So much more sex. Yeah. It's, they got married and now they've, like, yeah, it's a nightmare. But now I have a creepy spreadsheet because, like, to keep track of who I asked, at the, you know, and didn't ask and who said the fuck off, you know, I had to. Oh, yeah. You, oh, so this is like an anti-harassment spreadsheet. You don't want to harass the same girl over and over again for pussy, so you make a spreadsheet <laughs> of people that gave you a hard no. No, well, yeah, no, it's a, no, no, it's a spreadsheet for the guests, uh, so I know who like. Oh, guests! Oh, yeah. that makes way more sense. I didn't, oh no, 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 that would be weird <laughs> if this was a spreadsheet without I was a show. So on your team on this one, a spread. <laughs> Here's the thing: I feel like more male comics would get in less trouble if they just made a spreadsheet of all the female comics, all <laughs> two hundred of us, and with a list of, of who like, said no, who you've already fucking bothered, and who gave you to just take the no just take the first no totally anyway all right no that's my that's my psa start a spreadsheet comedians (laughs) stop bothering women (laughs) that have already turned you down for dick years ago at a different festival it's weird i don't hook i don't i don't i don't normally go for comics it's not it's like i mean that makes perfect sense because we have the same personality disorder that you do (laughs) and it's like the magnet of the same thing we just repel each other I mean, like, I've slept with comedians. It's just, like, I normally, I don't know, it's not my, like, first I mean, go-to. like, comedians, comedians, or, like... I, I have a range of, like, uh, like, new to comedy to, like, is killing it in Europe. Okay. I would say. 
It's like my range. So I'm hearing like zero comedian. <laughs> I, would, I would say like two and three quarter real comedians. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I'm then, really, I'm super judgy about my comedians and orgies. So one of the reasons you were on the spreadsheet was we did a different podcast together um, that was like oddly released in three strange parts and all. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the, I mean, this, this may be the reason why I never improve as like a human being or as a podcaster. Okay. I record these things. They go out into the world and I never listen to them ever again. Like I feel right. like other like comedians who want to improve their podcast, they listen and they, they're like, oh, how could I do better mm. in this situation? And, I, and I'm just, I can't stand to, so I don't know how it was released. I don't know when it was released. If they tagged me, I probably uh, favorited it. Yeah. I was like, great job, guys. I know <laughs> I've never seen it. People are like, oh, you looked really great. And I'm like, I no, I don't know. I don't. Sure, I believe you. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah, idea. I trust you. <laughs> I, yeah, great. I don't listen to improve. I listen because I love the sound of my own voice. That's, That's terrifying and creepy. And like, I believe you. I, they, I believe every word. I don't. I think you think you're making fun of yourself, no. but I think that that's a real thing about you. Why can't it be both? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they released it in three parts. The, so this is like the PC uh, or safe word something podcast i guess right this is the one that we had to go out to, to like jersey, jersey yeah. yeah so they released it in three parts and the first two parts is like a good mix the third one's like just all about you and your story and so i didn't listen because i was like i'm like barely in this one <laughs> i should probably get the clip to that because i should probably put it on the website there's for pro- contagious there's that's pro- if that's if it's isolated sex work stuff then i think that would probably be a good yeah the second or third part uh is like basically all you so that's Great. a good one to check out Cool. The Safe Word Podcast. Yeah. So if you yeah. want more of me, go listen to just the third part of the Safe Word Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Fuck all the stuff, Billy. Billy. Yeah. You probably already heard it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Do you have new stories? I don't think so. <laughs> um, but so, no, I heard your story and I'd, I'd never met you before and I never, I didn't know anything about you. And then the first thing I hear is like, we both have a similar like sex positive outlook on things. Mm-hmm. We both have been to various types of parties and then you uh, were a sex worker in high school yep and i was like i am fascinated let me hear more i'm a very titillating person that that you are uh <laughs> so um so yeah you were you were an escort when you were in high school tell, yeah. us, tell us about that yeah for like no reason like i didn't have a drug addiction or like babies to feed mildly well adjusted yeah. uh yeah i mean like i definitely come from uh like i would say upper middle class you know i'm an only child uh did well in school taking all ap classes mm-hmm. and college prep and stuff um and i i started working out of curiosity and i i was deeply attracted to the role of like the like the whore yeah um it turned me on that that role um and so i explored it and i started to discover that all of the things that i was told were true about prostitutes were not true in my case i'm mm. i can't make big declarative statements about like what the sex industry is <sighs> i feel like i can only talk about my experience but sure. my experience was very um like not comp it wasn't any of the things like i was never raped and nobody like held a knife to my throat and like you know there were no drugs involved and these were these were people that i would run into and like you know i mean not run i didn't run into my clients but like if i met a lot of these people at a bar i'd be like oh this makes sense like you're saying someone's lawyer you know yeah exactly and these are just normal these are people that are live in my like upper middle class world and it's like not weird i mean a couple of i met a couple of weird characters 
I've definitely met weirder <laughs> characters in, in real life comedy than oh, I in comedy, yeah. ever I did exposed in sex work. Um, and all of the sex work that I was doing was very vanilla. Like I never worked in the fetish world. Mm-hmm. I never worked in um, like dungeons or, or S and M or uh, yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. It was like, it was fine. It was like, it's, I think the message, I think, I feel like the takeaway message of my experience was like, it's, it was, it was fine. It, yeah. it is what you say it's going it, to, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, it helped you start like an IRA. Like, yeah, yeah. I started my Roth IRA cause I'm super weird. I'm really glad that I did in retrospect. Cause if I didn't put it somewhere, I couldn't get it. It would be gone. Um, probably on things like cabs and manicures. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my big indulgences. <laughs> Those, yeah. Yeah. Back massages. So wait, so you so you got into it cuz it kind of turned you on? It wasn't like a, a financial thing, no. No. The money was part of what turned me on. Okay. Um both psychologically, uh well, I mean it's all psychological, but like both in the um I am being worshiped, you are paying homage, you are paying for the privilege of my time, right. which makes me like sort of a goddess, like that sort of power <laughs> okay. thing. And also just at 17, $400 an hour. I mean, I had no bills to pay. I thought I had fuck you money. I thought yeah. I was killing. I walked around like entourage, you know? I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Like I, I'd go and get like a, a round of venti lattes for the crew. I was like, I'm yeah, just, I'm you just, were the girl. Yeah, I'm yeah. just hemorrhaging money. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, I'm going to be cool and buy people yeah, shit. Yeah. I parked wherever the fuck I wanted to. That was my big indulgence. Yeah, I'm going to pay the tickets. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck, what are you going to give me? $8 tip? Give me $38. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Here's a 50. Yeah. So good for the weekend. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> this is bad. This is 2005 in North Carolina. So they're $8 tickets. I feel like it would only take me a week of illegally parking in New York to be like, you know what? Actually, this is very expensive, <laughs> even on my scale of income. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and what, what blew me away um was when you were describing how you did it, like all sounded like all the tips that i would give someone yeah. to be safe and smart well, and you were 17 i was 17 but i i mean i was an ap student oh. i did super well in the sat i'd taken formal <laughs> logic and mock trial so <laughs> <laughs> uh i was a pretentious i was and am and will always be a pretentious cunt it's a core part of my personality i feel like i just have to embrace it um, thus contagious. Thus contagious. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a spoiled brat. Part of it has to do with sex work, and part of it has to do with being the only child of two people that did well for themselves. And uh, you know, my poop smells like roses. That's just a snapple fact. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> we yeah. I mean, I I spent a long time reading the FAQs on message boards, mm-hmm. and like I talked about this fantasy to a lot of different people for a long time before I actually did it. So I got to how, hear... How, how long is long? At 17, like, how long did you have this fantasy? I started having this fantasy when I started reading... Um, uh, like erotica? My favorite author, An- M- Monica, help me. Anat- Anais. I've been pronouncing her name wrong for over a decade. Okay. Anais. I've been calling her Anais Nin <laughs> for uh, over a decade. Uh, I've given, like... Uh, presentations at academic conferences and it's just like a nice this and a nice that and it's, it's all wrong um so anyway i started reading her erotica at 12 13 years old oh, okay. and started talking about it around that time by the time i was 15 my life plan was go get a college degree because it's important that you're a good conversationalist yeah right and then totally. move to new york or la and become one of the 21st century's great courtesans that was like <laughs> life plan a uh, maybe do acting, maybe be a writer, but like primary source of income was being 
arm candy for powerful men. Yeah, because when you're 40, you can like write that script, that, that, exactly. that self-bio, that autobiographical script, and you can star in it too. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm doing it at 28 instead. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found that amazing. Um, You know, I, I, when we did that show, I had actually, I didn't realize, I didn't pick up on that. It was more for the turn on for you because I have this similar um thing. Like I have a huge fantasy to be like paid like to i mean it's the ultimate compliment it's the right. ultimate yeah like ego boost It's like you are attractive enough that i you have enough sex appeal that i want to pay you i'm like oh yeah like you can measure it in dollars yeah and yeah I, there's nothing that's not hot about that yeah I yeah mean, i i had that once briefly in san francisco with like a lawyer woman who she wasn't like paying me for it she just um was picking up the check it was like a little bit more than I was. I was driving around the country for two months doing stand up when I graduated, mm-hmm. and then um, I'm in San Francisco and I'm in Oakland. It's my last night in San Francisco. We had met at a bar, hooked up a couple of times. We we're going to spend the the last night together at our hotel room. I'm like, cool. I realize I've lost my debit card, and I used my last oh. two dollars for the. And I'm on the other side of the country. My bank's not here. Like, I'm freaking yeah. out because I don't know how I'm going to get to San Diego the next morning. So I'm like, hey, I got to go to my couch surfing host, find my debit card, and. So like, no, come here. I want as much time with you. I'm like, no, you don't understand how money yeah, works. I'm in a- I have to go. She's like, I'll take care of it. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I'll take care of you. Just come. I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Didn't pay the toll on the, the, the bridge and just went on over. And she paid for my overnight parking uh, at this nice hotel. She, she bought all the drinks. She blew me several times that evening. Wouldn't fuck me, uh, which I was I was fine with. But she get it. Well, she was married and said, um, I, if I'm going to cheat on my husband, it's not going to be like, like in a quick fuck. I'm like, you're already cheating on your husband. I'm pretty. I mean, it depends <laughs> what the rules are. Like, sure, I, sure. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, you don't think the Clintons like had like a come to Jesus moment where she was like, just don't put your dick in her vagina <laughs> <Yeah>. specifically. <laughs> Well, anyway, she did all that. She got me room service next morning. And then she went down to an ATM. She got me like $300 cash and just gave it to me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, oh, this was close. See, you've been paid for, just take it. Just put that, just put that feather in your hat. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. That's what happened. I mean, yeah. Okay. Your, your sex appeal, she was like, that's, yeah, she paid for you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was reciprocal, like you know, like you wanted to be there anyway, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's fine. It's all I shades think, of gray. You no, know, I think putting the ad out is like part of it. It's a whole experience. It's uh, you want to see all the emails you get to not answer. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure uh, there as were a, a dude, lot. Those are from dudes. Well, uh, everyone's got their price, you know. Fair. Yeah. I I got close once, and then I just thought I was in love, so I turned it down. How much? Um, it was like more than a one-time thing and that's why it was appealing because it would have been like, I'm a big guy. Like again, I so said- it was a courtesan's contract. Kind of. It was sure. um, this couple on Craigslist, they wanted to have a live-in mm-hmm. um, and so the deal For was- what period of time? Well, it would be just, you know- you Ongoing? Could, you cancel whenever you need to and then you can just crash for free. You won't get paid anymore, but like you can crash for free until you, you know, find a new spot. Ugh, that's a dangerous proposition, but like- for Good me, for it's them. great. Yeah, yeah. For you, that sounds yeah. great. Like, I feel like if I was in a couple, I'd be like, "We need." We, They'd be like, "Yeah, we'll give you like a couple months because you got to find a yeah, new that spot." Makes sense. But um, <clears throat> the deal was they needed someone to live in, and then they want someone to keep the the house clean. Mm-hmm. And then so a houseboy, kind of. And then every morning at nine a.m., um, I would have to, I had to, as part of the gig, um, blow the guy. That's it. Just blow him at nine a.m. most mornings. 
He traveled internationally for Oh, and I had to fuck the insanely hot wife whenever she demanded because it's part of the gig. Sweet. Like she just she, you have to fuck her. I know you're tired, but go work. And I'm like, okay. Um so that is that sounds, that sounds super hot. Oh, it was amazing. It was a great deal. And I was, and I put myself in the place in my head when they gave me the figure, which I'll say in a sec, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I could suck a dick sometimes for that. That's okay. Cause, cause I, you know, and I'm in the midst of like sure. some of my gambling problems. And I'm just like five grand a month, do it for six months. Five grand. That was all right. Oh yeah. So it was five grand a month. That was the number. And they opened with it. And I was, mm-hmm. and I was like, nope, that's the number that I was thinking of. So yep, let's do that. Yeah. Uh, I did my Skype interview and he approved. So we were actually going to go ahead and like meet, um, at like have dinner, like the, all three of us. And I would meet the wife. And then, um, there's this girl, Natanya, broke my heart three times, and I thought I was in love, and oh, she cost me so much money. Oh, I know. And that's I think that's the, probably one of the ultimate downsides of this, yeah. is like, at, at so young, you know, I was like, you know, meeting um, adult men who would take me out to dinner and yeah. say nice things for $400 an hour, and then later, uh, I had one of those $5,000 a month contracts as well. Uh, there was none of this 9 a.m. every morning bullshit. I certainly didn't live with him. We met like maybe once a week, more like once a month with our mutual travel schedules. All right. It didn't really work out long term for a lot of reasons. But <laughs> the first time that I ended that was for this guy. And then when our relationship started to fall apart, it was really, really hard for me to not do the math on how much money right. it had cost me Ugh. to be in this relationship. Yeah. The cost-benefit analysis of that Whew. did not work out. Whew. But love makes you do stupid things. It's like a drug, man. Yeah. It's like stage time. Did yours at heroin. least love you back? Yeah. Oh, well, at least you had that much. I This one won't even go out to dinner with me. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, well. well. But yeah, what? Uh, so what... You had some of these uh, contracts. What was some of like the odd? What, give us an oddball. People, that's what. Listen, I, I don't. Know, I don't I like know. hack answer. I don't like hack questions. But they want it, and you got to feed the children the fun stuff a little I bit. Mean, so. so yeah, sure. I uh, again, I worked in a very vanilla world. So mm-hmm. um, and I I presented as like a girl next door type, you know, GFE experience, totally. blah 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 blah. Um, and I at my escort persona was a very uh, take charge. Like she was kind of like a superhero version of myself. You know, she had very clear boundaries, had no problem walking away, like knew her value. Um, and that was really, really empowering. Mm. Um, as a character to play, sometimes I lose all of that as soon as I like a boy back. <laughs> it's the worst. Um, I'm in bed with a guy and he's like, Can I fuck you without a condom? I mean, we just met. And I'm like, Yeah, please love me. Yeah, just it's the say worst. It. It's the worst. I'm the worst. So, um, weird weird stories <laughs> no it's just, you, you ever, said we're you ever up... begged someone to come inside you and then yelled at them for not respecting the boundaries that you set sober an hour earlier have you ever done that i've done that almost, i've been that person almost right well no the only girl who could talk me in the fucking air without a condom uh, i was in love with so that's just funny you said that example nightmare yeah so anyway we it's all a mess um i had multiple clients who were in various stages of like grief or had gone through something like fairly traumatic who were suffering either from erectile dysfunction or weren't interested Mm -hmm. in um, having sex, but, but needed uh, really like a compassionate ear and like naked body, you know, like just that skin to skin contact and the cuddling. So I remember um, I had one appointment with somebody who had been widowed within the last year 
um, after 40, 45 years of marriage. Um, And that was really hard for him. And he had never been with anyone else. And he wasn't, he was not interested in having sex with me at all. But uh, he wanted me to lie uh, in bed because he hadn't, he hadn't touched anyone in like almost a year. (laughs) Um, I had somebody else who was, uh, this was back, you know, I was working in 2005, 2004, 2005. Um, and so we just started, uh, in Afghanistan. Um, okay. so he was one of the first, uh, this is, you know, yeah, like, yeah, he just has like he had, first tour. Yeah. First tour came back and had some, you know, pretty acute, you know, PTSD, um, and had recently begun dating and was just especially terrified of having sex with a girl for the first time and losing it. He was like okay. afraid of getting something about like, like worked up and like lose it on her. Like, right. Yeah. Like it. crying or like even, even something as simple as like losing his erection. So, so he's or, like, oh, let me pay this woman to like, just take that risk. First. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So we like had, we had sex as sort of like a, a reassurance for him that this is something that he could still do. Right. Like that. It wasn't that different or weird. So it's like yeah. playing Appalachian state, like a warm up game. You know? Yes. But I, I don't want to misrepresent myself as a sex therapist sure. uh, because I, you know, I was 17, 18 years old <laughs> and did not have nearly the training. When did you, how long had you been even having sex at that point? Uh, the client was the second person I had sex with. So I dutifully lost my virginity to somebody else on the debate team. And then, Within did, a year, started working because it had some. Was it, was it was in your mind? You were like, I want to do this, it but had like it been can't in be my the first. mind since yeah. I was twelve or thirteen. Oh, absolutely! Right. Oh, absolutely! Like I mean, like was it a plan? It was like, okay, I'm going to start. Before yeah, I put and then the like app. eight years later, this girl auctions off her virginity on Craigslist, and you were like, and I was like, ah, uh, that. Why didn't I? I just never connected the dots. <laughs> why didn't I think of that? You were so smart to an extent, I know, and then I uh, know oh. that's the difference between wherever you went to college and Harvard. That no, was yeah, <laughs> that was it. That was totally the difference. Oh. So yeah, it was um, it was really it was a mind trip. I I was not a sex therapist, but I feel like I brought real value to mo- a lot of my clients' lives. They had positive experiences with me, and that was a place for for healing um, in some cases, and like just recreation for yeah. others. I mean, like it wasn't all super deep. Sometimes it's just some hornballs, but like what, yeah, you know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. And then some of my clients were looking for something more and i don't mean like an emotional connection or a commitment but like like anal yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. one of many services provided <laughs> one of the things on the menu <laughs> pick on the spreadsheet of things that i know no spreadsheets for you yeah i was paid for my time thank you um <laughs> it's weird like it's sex workers it's super snobby because there is such a such a different uh differentiation what am i doing there's such a broad spectrum of like what it means to be a sex worker so mm-hmm. like street walkers um are different from, from call girls who are different from escorts, escorts. Who are different people and different porn stars and da, 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 da. And every group kind of shits on the other it's like there's horse shaming oh, there's, within there's a, there's, the community of horse. There's a ladder so, of it. Yeah there's a ladder and who the street walkers even get the pick on you know oh yeah well I mean <laughs> they uh, they pick on like the transgender street walkers right. as well. well not anymore yeah, but yeah no. <laughs> it's because now you don't want to be a streetwalker. You don't street want to be a transphobic and... streetwalker. 
You don't want to be accused of transphobia. Because now you're now you're worried both of like you know the police brutality and a Jezebel article. About yeah, you, you know? yeah, you absolutely. Wanna... <laughs> it's going to be bad for business. Totally <laughs> right. No, it's just it's funny. Um, the the whole legal aspect because I, I had a male escort on um a few months ago, uh, who, like a straight male escort. I'd be and... really interested in talking to that person because I always heard that they were just a myth. Like no, no, Luke is. Uh, you can see him online. He's sure, a, a I mean very large individual. Um, <laughs> We talked about auto fellatio. Uh, it's a fun party trick, apparently. <laughs> um, but uh, Luke, Luke was great, but like he was, we were talking about the legal things. Like, yeah, I don't really think the cops care about that. Like, uh, that they, I don't think the cops care that you know how to cut, uh, copy and paste in an ad. No, no, they don't. They it, it's and and this is sort of what this book is about. Like the the policing of of whores is um, it, it's really interesting because all the pieces of sex work are not illegal like having condoms on you is not legal having money on you is not illegal renting a hotel room as an adult is not illegal having sex is not it's like all the pieces of it but we and it is a misdemeanor in most states but we talk about it like prostitution is akin to child pornography or like like the worst imaginable thing but i think most municipalities recognize that like it's a misdemeanor and we don't want to be sinking huge amounts (gasps) of like public money into into like sting operations right Putting people on the front, like, a, did you see, I don't know if you remember a few years ago, Long Island had a big bus and they put like a grid of all the Johns yeah, on the front. I do remember that. Or um, I, I read um, Rhode Island uh, a while back, they accidentally legalized indoor brothels, like in an effort to um, to go against like streetwalkers, they accidentally, like the language of the law accidentally yeah, legalized that's it. Funny. And for that four years, um, SCI rates went down and yeah. um, sexual assaults went down in the state. Well, I mean, we're not really interested in like actually reducing harm legislatively. To women. To that's, women. To women. Uh, to women, yeah. To me, it's public we need shaming. to make sure I'm safe because... <laughs> public shaming and reducing the visibility of prostitution is really the goal. I mean, like it's, you know, people don't, I don't know what it is. I haven't finished the book, but I, it's it's straight. I never. I mean, I again, surely I'm you a have little, your own opinions. You do not need a. I, it's true. I mean, to just quote. Although you do say that you know you're not like an activist about I'm it. I'm really not, because um, I, I think it's way more complicated than what I can understand. Sure. Like I understand that if it was decriminalized across the board, sex workers' rates would go down. Now that's a very privileged white girl concern within sex work especially it, someone who didn't do it out of financial necessity exactly right. but it would it would really help people at the bottom i think you know because it would it would make um vul- like vulnerable populations less reluctant to go to the police if they weren't certain that they'd be arrested and beaten and right. slut shamed and abused I don't know that decriminalizing it would lead to that because I still think we have like a culture of slut shaming. Sure. That, like, I mean, it's not going to be an immediate to fix. do this. And so, no. I mean, it's just like with like, you know, campus assault, like, yeah, just because we transfer it to the police isn't going to fix it right away, but it's, it's one of many steps that needs to occur. Yeah. You know? I mean, well, the thing is like, I just, I don't, I feel like I can't predict the future. Sure. Um, and I also feel like in an age of seeking arrangements or sugar daddy, baby precious.com or whatever, it's, what it means to be a sex worker is really shifting and changing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's sort of going into this area that is really unpoliceable, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, how do you, I mean, what's the, na- I mean, we've, I mean, like, are we going to criminalize having a mistress? Like, really? Are we comfortable with that? Yeah. As a well, society? you know, used, used to be illegal and, uh, yeah. and 
I, I'm afraid to I look. I mean, up- Ashley Madison is a publicly <coughs> traded company. Like it's like you know what I mean. Like where are we? Right, right. But as soon as you, yeah, as soon as you enter money into it, it becomes oddly bad. It's ugh. I, I mean, yeah. I and, and it's weird as a sex worker and also as a former Starbucks barista. Like <laughs> I like money it corrupts everything it touches. Like Wait, I mean, I, which one did you feel grosser at, the Starbucks barista? Hundred percent Starbucks barista. Right, right. Everyone yeah. feels gross at six o'clock in the morning. Don't fucking talk to me. Like I. <laughs> Are you kidding? I cut myself. I bled more as a Starbucks barista. I mean, uh-huh. I was really bad at my job. I have burns. Like, I, I had no business working as a Starbucks barista. And what made me terrible at my job um, was two things. One, that I used to be paid $400 an hour. And so when somebody said a homeless person pooped in the bathroom, You're I said, like, uh... I don't consent. Um, <laughs> I don't. Not at $9 an hour. I don't go eat all. No, absolutely not. Uh, and then I was like, I would never ever do that for the poop stuff. It's not, it's not even on the list of things. That is not on the menu. Yeah. I don't judgment, some judgment. Um, and then the other thing is that, you know, like I'm a spoiled, overeducated white cunt. Like I was ill-equipped to be, that was the, that was the real problem is that there was this like other side of the counter thing where it's like, I felt like I got the college degree and if, if I met any of the people that were on the other side of this uh, counter at a bar, they would immediately recognize me as a peer and we'd like have a conversation and there, there would be like no social status anxiety. And with that counter and like the roles that we were playing, it's I like I felt the contempt and disrespect and like looking down and I never got that from a client wouldn't have tolerated it Mm -hmm. from a client would have fucking blacklisted a client if he made me feel like anything less than his intellectual peer and i got i mean the like people just talked to me like i was fucking retarded because i was in front of a cash register you have this socioeconomic scarlet letter on absolutely and that was shitty yeah but We'd rather keep you making nine dollars an hour instead of four hundred, but yes, sadly. But so and and now you have like a regular, you know, dating life. And I mean, I don't probably not regular, probably not. If, no, yeah, that's why we're all here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just had a boy who <laughs> threw a temper tantrum and left because I was honest about faking my orgasm. Yeah, that's that's kind of fun. Yeah. Like just left. I'm sorry. When I go, I'm thinking like when you say just now, like five, like two hours ago. That's all. No, 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 I'm no, thinking no. I was like, should I not be on the bed? Like- no, this was the other day. Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, like you give a shit. Yeah, the puddles have come here. You're very comfortable here. Excuse me. I'm the guy at the bukkake who's like walking around with the towel, being like, let me clean up. A little bit. Yeah, you're the worst. That's uh, talk about a buzzkill. Like it's hot, but also gross. Like really, I'm comfortable with your squirting. This tarp is just out because I'm squirting, nervous for my squirting. Thing. Fine. I just don't want his jizz on me to happen once. I was like, you know. No, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're not here to party, then what do you do anyway? So, is this the come fiesta? So, uh, that's uh, that's actually next Saturday. Yeah. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. It's just <laughs> no, it's just totally gone now. I don't even really remember what I was talking about. <laughs> well, uh, so 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 you're dating life now. Um, there- oh, that's right, that boy. So he was over here, and he's made me come a couple of times in the past. Okay. So, which is a very short list um of people which is embarrassing compared to the list of people that i fucked more than once uh you know you gotta ask yourself like why does this keep happening more than twice you gotta give a second go first time you're just trying to learn how their body even works yeah but i'm lying to everyone i'm sleeping with so like there's no learning curve it's just like i want to be a sexual goddess so i'm gonna do whatever you want and and that was the problem Mm -hmm. that we ran into is because um i wanted to please him Mm. we had been texting all day 
So like, I think he thought that we had done foreplay like via text message. Right. You were so, like, no, you gotta. Right. But I didn't say that. Instead, I was like, oh, okay, what's happening next is just immediate right. like insertion. He said, he said, I love you. So I'll let right, you just Yeah. I was like, that's fine. I want to be liked. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was like, coconut oil is fine, I guess. So we're having sex. And in the middle of it, he's like, do you, you know, did you come? Um, and at that point, um, the goal has shifted because like mm. we skipped over foreplay. So this is vaguely pleasant, but not really. I want this to be over. Right. So I'm not going to tell him in that moment that there's not a prayer's chance in hell of me coming because that's not. So I'm just like, yes, <laughs> of course. So then after sex, we're back in like the real world. Which is my own, I, yeah, that's a yeah. prior sex work construct where I'm like, I have this Teflon body where nothing bad can happen to me. <laughs> so we're, uh, afterwards, he was like, did you really come? And I was like, no. And he got really mad about it. Um, and he's like, I can't trust you. And I'm like, but that's not, I mean, I, mm. I see your point. Yeah. But also, like, mm. can you not empathize? Like, there were reasons. I don't, don't take your beer. I didn't come. That's huh. not fair. I, I mean, that's. Well, there's two sides of it. One, just women should stop. They need to, they need to stop. No, there are mixed motives oh. there. Yes, there oh. are mixed motives okay. for going to bed. There are this. mixed motives for faking it. Okay. I Well, there are several reasons to fake it. You could want it to be over. You could want just it to be, over. be trying to stroke his ego. He's mm -hmm. a, a psycho. Could be a violent man. Yeah, all sorts. Okay, I'll, the, the violent man thing, sure. But that's... I mean, especially if you're into that. <laughs> oh, you. Um, <laughs> no. It's complicated. Okay, well, there, there's that whole aspect, but I'm more focused on the, the guy part and, and guy, I think, now, here's, I mean, taking honestly, the pressure. I swear oh, to God, sorry. this is okay. something that really happens, right? Yeah. So like some guy who really likes you and is on is, is honestly doing great. Wants he's doing to. all, yeah. he wants to, yeah. he's doing all the right <clears throat> things. And if you were just in like a slightly different headspace, then it yeah. would totally be working, but, but you're not, you and there's nothing to do with him exactly. and it's not his fault. Totally and fine. there's really nothing that he could be doing different <gasps> and he really is doing his best. Uh -huh. And so you just want to like reward him and let him know because you don't want to discourage him from doing what he's doing like right now, even though it's not working right now, mm -hmm. it's probably going to work in the future. So like sure. if you could just like fake it and then, because you just want to give him the, like the positive fucking, you know, reinforcement of like the things that he's, so that happens a lot too. Sure. But if you were changing what the reward is and the reward is if we're focusing more on like this feels good versus did you come? I don't think the, the question should ever be did you come? The Me neither. Should, the question needs to be Does this is this feel feeling good? good? Is this feeling good? Now when I'm having sex with someone, and I don't dude, want her, if she wants it to be if done. If she's not wet, don't listen to her. She's oh, yeah, lying to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the smell of burning rubber is not a success smell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I just here's the thing. If I if I don't want someone to fake it with me, if they want it to be over for whatever the reason is, at that point, you can even if you're like kind of not happy about it, you can at least say it in a seduct you can be like, I want you to come. There's still an element of desire in it. Please come. Yeah. Please fill me up with your cum. Yeah. Deposit your cum <laughs> into my sweet juicy pussy. Give it to me, give it to me, baby. In that voice, yes. Yes, um, yeah, that's yeah. the best. No, but I mean, just play that on loop. That should become a gif. Well, doing a that gig, versus like a you, meme. What? Well, there's nothing sad. Such an old woman. I mean, as a guy, you're just <laughs> depressed and sad when it's like, you can come. Oh, you come whenever you're ready. It's so apathetic. It's like, just throw that element out there. But what on the, woman well, is like, come whenever you're ready? Oh, are you kidding me? There's, I mean, I've had women who just like, like I'm not, they I've know not slept with as many women as you. So I'm like, I'm going to, I got to defer to you. I've only been me in bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had, I've had people who they're trying to be like, they know they're not going to come. And, and then they're like, you can, 
even if they're like, this feels good, you can come whenever, it's throw an element of desire. I feel like in. my new strategy is just going to be like, the ship has sailed, fuck it. Go. I'd be interested to hear how that goes. <laughs> On the other side of the coin, though. The fuck. And I've said this many times as uh, the other side of the coin is guys um, and girls, but guys um, not focusing on like the orgasm as the goal and more rather just like, hey, I want this. I want to do a good job. Yeah. And I think that that I mean, that makes perfect sense. I want to do a good job, too. And I think that that but you coming doesn't make it a good or bad job. Depends on. I mean, it depends on his preference. But no, but that's that's him and his insecurities and him kind of being a psycho. I mean, in a professional context, it's all my responsibility. Oh yeah, well, when but, you were wor- right. when you were working, girl, right, that's a whole different to, situation. Well, yeah, but you have to think about. I don't how know how early many sex workers I have listening. You oh. have to. You have to understand how. Like the second person that I had sex with was a client, and I had a fantasy of being the mm. ultimate whore for a really, really long time. Mm. So pleasing him is so important to my pleasure, you know? Fair. So it, I get into this weird mind trap and I'm really working on it. Like I, I went to a tantric workshop and like one of the things I'm working with on my therapist is like being, and it's just mind body shit. It's like I'm locked in a fantasy and I can't be in my body or um, honestly, I don't know what it is, but I know a ton of girls in their 20s who can't come either and yeah. none of them were sex workers. So sure. like, but it's, it's something complicated, and I feel like as as Americans and in the the post industrial world, we're so goal oriented, and we're so like we want a method for sex. Like the number of articles that you read in Cosmo magazine here's about how tech, to here's how to, and it's like we've stopped listening to our own bodies, we've mm-hmm. stopped listening to each other's bodies, we've stopped being able to authentically connect because we're running through a to do list in our head that isn't authentically connected to the moment that we're actually living in. Mm -hmm. And we do it with food and we do it with raising our children and we do it with hanging out with each other. I mean, like it's just everything. Um, And so you can sign up for my self-health seminar that (laughs) I'm teaching at. No, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the problem with, with the orgasm and and why like goal oriented sex is so fucked up. Yeah. I mean, and also I feel like men, a lot of the motivation behind the way that some men have sex, like the jackrabbit thing, uh, yeah, is driven by anxiety of losing their erection because we've desexualized men that don't have erections, which is weird because foreplay is really supposed to happen mm. while a guy is soft. Right. You know, like, so that we can build up to that. And but it's, create the erection. Yeah. You can create the erection together. But like where a guy is like, I've got to be hard as soon as I take my pants off. Uh-huh. And I can't be not hard for a single second during sex or I'm not a real man. Yeah. And and that leads to fucking let me get it in you. Let me pound it out real hard. Are you coming? Oh, fuck. It doesn't matter. And then when he comes, the sex, sex act is over because we can't even conceive of a sex act that doesn't have an erect penis in it. Um, and that just has all sorts of uh, larger sociological implications. Right. Right. Um, but no, it's, I, I just wish we could get past that. But so hard because no one will talk about sex in school. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> but Did you see Hot Women Wanted? Hot Girls Wanted? Uh, I know it's on Netflix. It's on my queue. I enjoyed it a lot. It's super good. One of the one of many powerful moments for me was this one chick who does porn talked about how she was taught sex ed and they just took um, a glue stick 
and covered a sheet of paper with it and stuck another sheet of paper together with it. And then a few minutes later, they ripped it apart and they were like, see, these are two separate pieces of paper. This is what happens when you have sex. There are little bits of this piece of paper on that piece of paper and that piece of paper on this piece of paper. And that's what it's going to be like together. So I'm carrying around pieces of hundreds of thousands of men that I Hundreds of thousands. Arenas wow. of men. That IRA must be huge. <laughs> Dear Lord. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like people. Well, how, how many clients do you think you had? Oh, in, God. In yeah, people are if, obsessed if, no, with numbers. No, I'm just kidding. No, come on. Well, no. If you're getting a ballpark, if you say 12 is different from. 12,000. Well, 12,000 is different from like 1,200 from. Millions. From 100 from 16 12. and a half. I don't like. Here's, I don't the, here's the thing. The ballpark. I, yeah, but it's. I. I genuinely don't know if I were to if I were to sit down and and split the numbers, which is a conversation that my ex fiance and I would have a lot because he was just right. he was well, that, obsessed with this, numbers. This, he was a the guy. psycho, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, okay, okay. Um, and you can come see Contagious, and I do an, you an excellent cool? impression we'll of do, him. Yeah, uh, yeah, Contagious. It's C U N T A G I O U S. A-G-I-O-U-S. Contagiouslaughter dot com is where you can get all the information. Uh, but he was. He was obsessed with numbers and I feel like there is and it comes from like the how to culture like mm-hmm. the same article in Cosmo that's like how to give the right. best blowjob is right next to an article that it's like above this number you're a slut and below this number you're not a slut. Slate and just had between, that calculator up. Right exactly. Oh. And it's like we want we really want to categorize people mm-hmm. and I think that numbers and like those kinds of metrics are something that we're, we're really obsessed with. Mm-hmm. So if I honestly wanted to ballpark it I don't think that I could because I had so many. I could probably tell you like how many appointments I had in a week and for how long a period. That's of more time. of I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how much money sure. you made. I don't care. Oh, I put ten thousand oh. dollars into my Roth IRA Oof. before I graduated high school. Oof. Impressive. Thank you. Um, Would have taken me two months. Oh no, sorry. Okay. Uh huh. I had give zero up. bills to pay. Anyway, <laughs> we can we can throw our dicks around on a different thing. But yeah. like, I, I do want to get back to the numbers thing. Yeah. Like, so many repeat clients. You know, so yeah. I had regulars. So, like, I don't know where that goes on the number. I had a lot of clients with erectile dysfunction. So, like, we had appointments, but we didn't have intercourse. vaginal intercourse. Right. Um, I had a lot of, like, friends that would exchange favors in this sort of, like, gray area prostitution where we didn't have an explicit client-provider relationship, but it wasn't, like, just friends hooking up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, where does that go? So, it's... It feels like this really black and white issue, and I should be able to just give you a number, but upon closer examination, it gets really gray. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Um, you brought up something interesting, and then I want to talk about your one-woman show, um, the whole soft penis thing. There was a – I recently saw a whole article thing about just like how we have lost – again, how you said like lost the – wanting to like honor the, the soft penis. The erotic nature of the soft penis. Yeah. You know what you can do with a soft penis? I don't, so I'm asking you. with a hard penis? You tell me. You know how sensitive the lips of the vagina and the clitoris is? Like especially before intense arousal where like – you know, like there are different levels of arousal. Yeah. And like – I can take a fucking jackhammer to the clit at my most aroused. Mm -hmm. But in the 90 minutes before that, it's really sensitive. And a soft penis, like tracing on the outside of all of that with like lubricant is deeply erotic. And it's. Have you done this? No, but I read about it in a tantric okay. book. I did that. I've done that with. I've done that with clients. Absolutely, okay. with erectile dysfunction. And and it, it was interesting learning at that age, learning from men in their sixties who um, had gotten, uh, you know, past a point of self consciousness with you know because they had 
ed for a decade now and they were like i'm gonna be a sexual person and that's and we're gonna figure it out um that was really interesting and enlightening and very very cool for me to see but i've never been um you know with a guy who felt comfortable using his flaccid dick in a sexual context which is really the Mm. the barrier you know like because you can you can pleasure a woman with it you can't put it inside of her sure but that's not where 90% of the nerve endings are anyway. Yeah, but I mean, at that point... And it also, it's, like <clears throat> it's, a, it's a nice, slow pace mm. that is more conducive to female pleasure. It's not, like, goal-oriented. Because as soon as there's a hard dick, like, you just want to put it in something. You, you want to make it soft again, like, in a good way. That becomes a new right, goal. Exactly. Right, exactly. And it, it shifts the goal. Whereas, like, before he has an erection, the goal can really be on getting her to a place to receive that, like, sure. erection. But I, we don't, that's not how we do sex anymore as a generation. <laughs> well, no, I just feel like at that point, like, if we're talking about rubbing a, a soft cock on someone, I, I feel like I can do a more efficient job with, like, my tongue or my hands or something. Maybe. I mean, it just, you know, it depends. Uh-huh. You yeah. tell me. I'm, I was genuinely asking. The skin for on the soft... tip of your dick feels better than the skin on your hands, and it's a toss-up. Sure, that you have a beard, so probably the tip of your dick is better. Okay, fair enough. Beard is new. This came on, which uh, out of no judgment, but don't get anywhere near my clit, especially if after <laughs> I've had a bikini wax. I don't want to hear it. I'm shaving this out of spite. I think uh, spite. I sp- well, the summer's I, coming. I grew this for for a lady who has recently broken my heart. Yeah, uh, get rid of it when this comes out it will have been hopefully i'll be more over it um but um poor soft pussy yeah i am a giant fag baby i know i get I know. told i get told I know. i'm no yeah. i'm aware um but no so okay that's interesting yeah well, but you know those tantric people they love a good soft penis those, they do love a good soft penis there's a whole chapter in my tantric book dedicated to it i've been doing a lot of reading i like to read about my tell. sex before i do it are you i've reading? been lost in this one woman show thing so i've been on yeah. i've been fully immersed in like all things human sexuality. I was going to say, are you reading down. in preparation for, for the show? Yes. So yes, tell us I about am. the show. What is the show? I'm what d- is the show? I'd it's, be asking you this without a microphone. It is a, it's a one woman show. So it is not stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. It is, it is a play <laughs> essentially. There are multiple characters and it is a, and I am telling my story of how I came to sex work, what my experiences were in sex work, how it shifted my perception of like the world, having essentially put myself into a subcategory of people who are supposed to be the ultimate other, you know, like whores mm. are marginalized. And like, I mean, we, when you say prostitute, like you have a very clear image of your head totally. and like, she's not a powerful person having put myself into that category and then still like run campaigns and be like, you know, create done a career. And like, I've had a decade of not being a sex worker after sex work, right. which is, like in the stories that you hear there is no after sex work it's like you become a whore and then you die of a heroin overdose like (laughs) that is the sequence of events as it always is Mm -hmm. through history and i um it's shifted my perspective it's it's changed my relationships um and i'm interested in giving that point of view really to i want to tell my story because i i think that's a valuable uh point of view and i feel like i'm in a unique position to tell it because there are a lot of former sex workers who are in my position they are educated they have um access to social capital they have access to real capital they're like part of the world that we live Mm -hmm. in and they are invisible to us and they can't tell their story because they might lose their jobs or kids but you i have neither of those things you want to talk i'm addicted to talking into a microphone for a living (laughs) so i can tell my story yeah openly and honestly (laughs) i 100 percent agree i have 
I am forever Googled. Uh, I'm yep. now man whore. That's you have forever put now. yourself that's... in that category, and that and that's fine. <laughs> but that's really that's like I'm really going all in. Like we're both like you're going all in when you make that decision because you're like now if, okay, there's no like real after this, right? <laughs> there's no after comedy when you have placed certain stories on the internet. I mean, and and the truth <laughs> is, I think that with our generation in particular, there is because like. For every, you're doing a man whore podcast. Mm. You're having intelligent, articulate conversations with people that who's who are telling interesting stories. Sure. For every one of those, there's the 13 year old girl who just dropped the N word on YouTube for a thousand videos and didn't realize how Googleable her stupid screen name was. Like, so, you know, so it's like. You know, I mean, like <laughs> as a generation, we're making a lot yeah, but of this very still, public mistakes. Yeah, but this is still seen as some to some people as as worse. There are like racists down south who like think that this is oh more God. taboo watching, than the N word. Watching um, Hot Girls Wanted, you know, there's this girl who did a porn scene um, where she vomited into a dog bowl and then licked her vomit up, uh, and then she's having a conversation with her boyfriend. Uh, I don't want to vomit shame her, but you know. no, don't worry about it. No, I have a lot of complicated feelings about that too. I don't think it should be outlawed. I have a lot of complicated feelings about it. We're just gonna let it. We're just gonna let it be let messy. It we're just gonna let it be messy and fucked up and weird. But like with her, she's having a conversation with her boyfriend, and her boyfriend's like, "How are you not a prostitute?" And she's like, "Do you think I'm a prostitute?" And I'm like. Girl, as a prostitute, I wouldn't have put up with half the bullshit that you were putting up with and would be paid way more. So, like, let's not slut shame each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, which, I mean, it's, which is weird because I'm, exa- I'm turning around and I'm saying part of the sex work that you did is unacceptable to me. <laughs> it's like it's all just a mess, right? Oh, we're all man. just judging each other. Like, we know things about other people's lives. Yeah, but I we think, don't. but especially us, because we just need to fucking to be okay in our heads. We yeah. need to put ourselves above somebody. Like I, yeah. Even if it's like, hey, put yourself above an open mic, or be like, okay, just so. Well, I'm I mean, there's above. always black people, so I mean, like, oh, well, obviously. <laughs> what? It's not <laughs> racist. Um, so, or how how you deal? How have you been dealing with the? Um, I know there was a little bit of angst about like um, stand up comedy to one woman show. Oh my god! Gaps that's between been... laughs. I had to warn you before. This so was like, hey, you don't have to be funny the whole time. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much you warn. This is my, my director's in the room and she's laughing. Yeah. She's she's giggling right now. Do you want to say hello? Hey. This is she's she's amazing. This is this is uh Monica Rosal. Roselle. You don't, Monica Roselle. No, I know her name. name. It's R O S E L L. It's on the poster, I'm okay. sure. I it's... called Anias. Okay. I wrote a thirty page paper. Okay. This is about how racist I am. It's ethnic. I can't I don't know. This is nothing to do. I mean, in all fairness, I call I I said Justin uh, Timberland the other day. Wow, Justin Timberland. That's, okay. Yeah, that's a okay. Right, so it's Monica knows it's not personal. That it's <laughs> just a white girl. It's just a white girl. I'm sorry. I mean, if it's not John Smith, like what is it? Um. So, uh, yeah, it's been it has definitely been a little bit of a mind fucking that I feel this real anxiety about promoting the show to my comedy circles and i feel sure. I, I hear myself like apologizing for the show like it's not i mean it's not like funny i mean it's not not funny but it's like <laughs> not it's not like funny like, you ever by, see orange is a new black it's kind of like sometimes it's comedy yeah. sometimes it's drama it's emmys more, don't know yeah it's more like louis i guess like i don't even know <laughs> uh, i know i'm right yes exactly so um but it is um the further like a week ago 
I it, I was just in the mud. So like we we were doing promotion photos and we just come up with a name mm-hmm. and we're doing all the promotion shit. The show wasn't written yet. And now we are closer to a place where I feel like I can really see what the show is and it's going to be fucking great. Right. Yeah. And 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 so the show's here in New York City, right? It is. We are debuting at the Tank Theater um on July 10th, 11th and 12th. Um the 10th and 11th it's at 7 o'clock and the 12th it's at uh, 8 o'clock. You can buy tickets at CuntTageousLaughter.com. That's, that's cunt spelled our favorite cunt word, right? C-U-N-T. Right. Okay, just making sure. See you next Tuesday, Aegis. Wait, hey. that's not. <laughs> I have a fantasy of like... You have another fantasy? I do. I have okay. so many So fantasy. many? Yeah, okay. I have a rich and varied fantasy life <laughs> um, of doing a show, of, of like promoting this show on a radio show or a TV show where they're like not comfortable with the word. And then me seeing like a host, like see the name of it and like have that moment of what do I do? And just reaching out and being like, just say it like I used to know, just say it fast. Just like, (laughs) just call it. It's fine. Contagious. It's who knows. You you think it's fine. But then when they get the FCC fine, then they pass on to you and you're going to be like, shit, I have to sell how all these shows to pay this fine. Oh, whatever. (laughs) Silly. Oh no. we're So it's, it's going to be at the tank theater. Um, which is on, uh, hold on. I'm looking at Google knows. So, you know, yeah, but I should know where it is. It's, Oh, look, there's a section on my website that says where that's probably going to answer it. (laughs) It's at the tank. It's going to be, um, at uh, 46th street between sixth and seventh Avenue, right in the theater district. Awesome. Very excited. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm finally fulfilling my middle school drama, uh, girl fantasies of performing near Broadway. Uh, right. So, yeah. I know. I'm. I'm very excited. I, I'm. I know. I'm seeing it myself. Yeah. So, yeah. Honestly, what night are you coming? Uh, when can all, when all? Can all of your fans watch you watch this show? Uh, I'm going to be periscoping me. What? No, I'm, I won't. I won't infringe on your copyright. I'm just going to be periscoping me watching it. Yeah, that's great. I would totally. I would tune into that if I wasn't on stage <laughs> doing real work. Uh. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's periscope. You can go on replay. Uh, but no, it's uh, no, it's it's going to be great. I, you're you're very funny, and I've been, oh, thank you. You know, seeing you for uh, you know. Couple of, yeah, we've been for, we've been on the same scene for a minute now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been delayed since I first got to see your stuff and your awkward threesome jokes on stage. So oh, do it you. on Jefferson shows. So um, thank you, thank you for doing the show. And also again, so you and then you're also on the podcast Race Wars yes. podcast every um, well we record every Wednesday, and so you can watch us on Daily Motion uh, Wednesdays at five. Or if you miss that because you have like things to do, we <laughs> we drop the episode on Thursday morning, so you can see. Uh, Race it's, wars. On it's Thursdays. the autonomy of the internet. You know, they can listen to it five months from now. If they yeah, want yeah, to. yeah. Or so yeah, like great. just on your own time. Like, yeah, do, do you guys? Don't let me tell you what to do. Exactly. Just do you. It's fine. <laughs> probably we do do topical stuff. So if you don't think something's funny, it's probably because it was in the news and you forgot about it. Okay. And uh, <laughs> are you on a, a Twitter thing that you like? Or? Oh, totally. You should totally you should follow me um, at Caitlin Bailey. My parents spelled my name wrong. Um, it is K A Y T L I N. Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y. The non-gender Caitlin spelling. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's, yeah. Also, Caitlin with a Y, just as obnoxious how, as how, Caitlin Jenner. How relieved were you that she chose to spell it with a C? That you don't Honestly, have to share like, it? I didn't think about Like, I, I just, I didn't think of her name as impacting me at all until <laughs> William Stevenson, actually, right outside the cellar, because mm-hmm. we're, we're near the cellar. Sure. Um, I walked past him, and he was like, you have a famous name now. And I was like, you, why, why are you making this about? This is... It's her. Cho- I can't be held accountable to. You're a comedian. I'm sure you can somehow make it all about you. 
So. That's true. That's very true. That is definitely a skill. Monica's nodding. I hate that. It's, it's, oh man! I get, here's the thing: like she's being she's being such a good sport, and uh-huh. we're working together. And I think that she really loves my work and thinks that I'm really talented. Like I believe that now. I am confident that as soon as the show opens and that the quality of my work is no longer dependent on the codependent relationship that I'm developing with right. her, she is going to tell some graphic, insightful stories of what a pretentious cunt I am. Like, it's just, That's it's fine. ludicrous how much bullshit that she, I'm just, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. <laughs> no, you're not the worst. I'm you're the- seventh worst. <laughs> There's a few people ahead of you. Kim Kardashian might be a little bit more narcissistic than me, but and, I think only because she has more people to delegate things to. And there's also like Hitler and Osama bin Laden. I don't think Hitler was a narcissistic. I think he was an idealist. Oh, but we're talking about worse, like worse people. Oh, yeah. Oh, just so like the him, worst. Osama bin Laden, the girl who dumped me last Hitler week. Hitler and Osama bin Laden. Uh, you know, tacky. those people. I think way worse than that is the cunt that gets in line at Starbucks and then 20 minutes later gets to the front of the line and still doesn't know what she wants. I mean, look, Caitlin, She's I didn't... the worst. I didn't know we were doing bits. I was just being... <laughs> I was just being real. Hitler, Osama Bin Laden. Hitler is hack. And, and then... Didn't Stalin kill more people than Hitler? That's a good question. All I know is that... Um, You've been of... told that Hitler is the worst and you just believe that. All I know is that two weeks ago, this girl made me gain six pounds because I just started my diet and now I had to stop. You're such a fucking fag. And I don't mean fag in the derogatory right. sense. I don't mean that you're gay. <laughs> I know that you're aggressively straight, but you are a fucking faggot. Yeah, okay. I know. I know. Stalin, Hitler, Osama Bin Laden made me gain zero pounds <laughs> and she made me gain seven this past week. So, I mean... She's the worst. She is. She's up there. She's up there. Um, but you've been awesome. And, Thank uh, you so much for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. And uh, say go, go ahead and say goodbye to folks. I don't have like a cool keep it crispy thing. So I, you know. Yeah, let's make that weird by just, I mean, like, <laughs> thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. Perfect. Oh, man. Whew. That, that's what a great episode, man. How fucking funny is she? Seriously. Oh, that was such a delight. Uh, had, had a really good time talking to Caitlin. Please. Make sure you go get tickets if you're near New York City to Contagious. Um, it's going to be great. I'm going to be going myself. I know that much. Uh, again, go to ContagiousLaughter.com or go to BrownPaperTickets.com and, uh, and search for Caitlin Bailey. Get your tickets as soon as possible. It is not a huge theater, so I, I foresee this selling out. Uh, also, uh, she has the Naked Comedy Show again at the Creek in the Cave on July 17th. I can again. I, that's another one I know sells out, and there are very limited tickets. It's a very small venue. Uh, so again, July seventeenth, you can see her uh, and other comedians take their clothes off and do comedy. And don't forget uh, when you're done listening to the Manor Podcast, go listen to Caitlin Bailey's podcast, Race Wars, over on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to me, you can find her. Uh, don't forget to follow her on Twitter, also at uh, Caitlin Bailey. That's K A Y T L I N Bailey. And uh, I, I know you're already, fo- already following me at the Billy Persita. And don't forget to say hello. Use the hashtag Man Podcast. If you want to say something a little bit more privately, of course, you can always email me uh, at manhorpod at gmail.com. And I know I'm asking for a lot. I know I've asked for enough, but I'm still going to say it again. Please, if you can, support the Man Podcast on Patreon. Um, anything you can afford again it could be as low as 25 cents and you can cancel it at any time visit patreon.com slash podcast or visit manhorpod.com click the patreon banner at the side 
Um, as usual, I'm here every week giving it to you, giving you what you like. Uh, and I'm starting to put more things on the website. So go check that out. I'm putting up some of the advice questions. I'll try to do some lists uh, and, and some personal musings as much as I can. I'm also posting uh, fun sound bites from past episodes. So if you want to like have a little throwback Thursday action, you can listen to those. Anyways, uh, until next week, everybody, I want you to have a phenomenal time. And don't forget, as always, stay slutty. Mm-hmm.